0: What's up, man?
1: Hey, how are you doing?
0: Good. You doing all right?
1: I'm doing good, but I just got done with a massage, so I'm doing great.
0: <laughs> man, I'm jealous. I I could use one myself. Um, I was just uh, lamenting to. I talked to Natski a, a couple of days ago about the testing and the camp and stuff and I was so sore at the time I was just like dude I'm so trash from just training um because I've been going up and working with Dream like almost once a week except he's been out a little bit more the last couple weeks uh just getting ready for that June testing you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be exciting
0: I know, man. I know. So, I, yeah. Well, let's just go ahead and, and uh, get on with it. I mean, we're going to talk about uh, super foot stuff a little bit, and also um, Chris Burns. Yeah. Martial arts overall, martial arts uh, theme of shows I do uh, specifically, uh, you know, <coughs> MMA sort of approach is just like we'll be talking about a little bit of everything. So glad to perfect. Glad to sit down with you again, man.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited.
0: Well, okay, so I can't remember if uh, I messaged you this, but, you know, um, oh, it's it's been probably two or three months ago now. Uh, right out the gate, uh, Wa- uh, Joaquin Buckley was on Joe Rogan's podcast, yeah. and and he had got – and I saw you showing this on your YouTube, actually. I watched some of your videos. The double yeah. t- sidekick, right? Like you do the lead leg sidekick, and then you do the spin. Oh. Yeah. T- yeah right so he got that that famous knockout and like right out the gate they're like well superfoot bill wallace he was one of my inspirations and and then they start pulling up superfoot videos right oh wow you know and it was really cool because uh it was cool to sit like joe rogan had not been charting anything about like he knew who bill was but then he's like oh he's still doing it and they went down a little rabbit hole and it was it was really cool to see but um I would say, like you're one of the integral parts of the of the organization, uh, I don't, which I know very little uh, about. But when I'm talking to some of the other guys, they get to say things like, "Well, that's you know, Jim. He set that up. You know, he's in charge." <laughs> it sounds very important. But how did you get a? You know, let's b- back up like a long time. I've been doing podcasts with Superfoot and uh, Joe Lewis Bite Belts on this show. Okay. How did you, you get started? training with bill training with bill um let's see
1: that was 21 years ago uh the only reason i remember exactly because it's that's the same age as my youngest daughter i've got two daughters and um you know i wish i had bill's memory if you you know i know you know bill bills he pulls dates out like yeah that was in uh, november of 1974 when i fought this person and how it you know what the points were and I I just I wish I had that memory but 21 years ago I met him at the martial arts super show I believe it was in Vegas and um, yeah they would just might have been into the first one uh, the martial arts super show it wasn't the first one it was just started and um, I I never had the chance prior to that Um, I I started martial arts much farther back than that but um, yeah I met him at a seminar and uh have the same story like most people do you you go out there and talk to him and he's just so down to earth he's like like one of the guys like one of your buddies he's just yeah just talking come out to eat with me And, and I'm like what so you know we go down the hall to get some food and then I just started asking about how can I bring him up for a seminar and uh I had that was in July he was at my studio in November of that same year um and uh he had told me at that time he had just started a superfoot system organization as far as like getting schools um very low key back then it was just basically him and his at that time uh wife which is his ex wife now but um they kind of set that up and i don't think we had more than probably 15 20 schools max or so um but yeah i joined joined up right away and it was it had just started i I don't think had been going to the organization for more than a year, so I jumped on it right away. And you know, it was uh, again same story. A lot of people had my childhood hero. I mean, 1980, his retirement. I, I remember watching that on TV. And I am uh, let's see, I graduated high school in '85, so I was like 13. Maybe my dad watching it on TV, and I'm I having all the the black belt magazines, Karate Illustrated magazines, with you know, back then we the vhs was just starting to come out but before that it was the the pictures in the magazine where you know step one he's here step two his knees up step three is pick you know how the, they step those pictures that's how i would learn stuff And his books of course too and i i just thought he was the bomb you know he like a lot of people yeah funny yeah.
0: about his books right like i saw him giving an interview like random interview just it was was on youtube right and he goes uh guy asking me he's like are there any mar- books on martial arts that you enjoy you know he's like I've written three books on martial arts <laughs> it's like you know check these with Bill Wallace books out buddy you know it was this yeah, kind of like yeah. a, a, a real funny moment but um yeah. you know it uh I really you know I started uh my first seminar with him was in 2013 mm-hmm. um and I've just kind of always known about him through Mr. Dring, but like when I'll pull up some old videos of him um, to show to students or highlights of his fights um, and I'll be like, oh, this is Chuck Norris coming in the ring right here. You you ready for this? You know, like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I love those old videos. Yeah, where Bill's
1: fighting. He goes, yeah, check out the cornerman, you know. Is Chuck Norris and Joe Lewis and Mike Stone? And you're like wow. I mean, some people just don't know who those some of those names are. Everybody knows Chuck Norris. You start mentioning who they were, it was a huge thing, you know. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, um, you know, he he definitely is a legend. When we had him in last, a, a super one of our best seminars ever. Everybody loved it. But there was uh, there were a few people that dropped by. That we knew through the gym, but that didn't train. Like, they weren't martial artists. Like, uh, that just knew who Bill Wallace was because they had seen him on, um, uh, what is it, Wide World of Sports or something like that? The, a, a show that he was on in the 80s all the time. Or I think it was like ESPN's Wild World of Sports or something. It's a show I never watched, but everybody uh, that I talked to that I would say is over 55 or so remarks on that. So we had a yeah. few people in that demographic that were just like, oh, we'll just drop by and take a picture, you know, just not participate, but just watch and take a picture with the with the legend. Yeah. And he, he gets that a
1: lot. I mean, I've had that and at, at my place in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, most interesting one and I'll, I'm embarrassed because I forgot the name. Um, but it was his uh first instructors in here in the United States, not not in um in uh Okinawa, but w- when he returned. From, from training in Okinawa back in the early 60s. Um, geez, I wanna say there were two brothers, I believe, but anyway, one of those uh, instructors or brothers lives somewhere in Arizona and he didn't come up, but some of the students that Bill trained with, uh, like this core group of, you know, back then that there's always small groups of like 20 people trained together, uh, somewhere in California, I believe, but the what the guy retired somewhere in Arizona But some of the students that Bill trained with at the same time came up. Two of them, who these guys that were like Bill's age, you know. And and this is probably oh seven eight years ago. So Bill's what seventy seven. So yeah, it was Bill was right around seventy, and so were they. And it was just interesting to see them up. And Bill's like, hey, you know, it's they recognize each other and talking. But but yeah, people just get that all the time, like you said. People just come up and I knew him here. A guy who owned a restaurant. He he is, has passed away since then, but um, he owns an Italian restaurant or owned an Italian restaurant in He Was a martial artist back in the day, back in the point days, point fighting days of you know no gear and everything like that. And yeah, he met Chuck. Uh, excuse me, uh, Bill Wallace. And uh, he had a great story. He said, "Bill, why do you why do you only kick with one leg?" And he was like, "I only need to. You know, <laughs> that's all I need." Type of thing. But ever since. Since I found out, and it was just kind of by random that I think somebody told me that, I think he is, his name was Tony, Tony Martinez. He said, I think he knows, you know, Bill Wallace. So we started, every time Bill would come visit, that's where we go to dinner afterwards. And uh, yeah, they would, he would come out, he was a chef, he would come out and they would just sit down and talk. But it's amazing how much, how many people he knows, not just, I mean, just through martial arts, I mean, worldwide, it seems like he can't go anywhere, everywhere I've gone, someone seems to recognize him. You know, it's, yeah, well, it's, it's amazing.
0: You know, too, I'm so glad that there is so much um, availability out there on interviews and things. And then, like, with what you guys are doing right now with documenting and getting stories and, and uh, techniques and, man, that stuff. And it just keeps coming, you know. Like, you can look back uh, to, to instructionals and seminars going all the way back to this first time that you're, you know, back in the eighties, like, you know, that's, I, I watch a uh, really old footage of bill and it's um it's awesome to see, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We found some footage. um I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there in his kickboxing days
1: and, and, uh, you know, but there's um and we had it at the martial arts super show. We were playing on a big screen behind us at our booth, but it's uh, him and Joe, you know, I want to say, it was 1973 was the world championships for kickboxing so it was prior to that it was like late 60s or maybe even 1970 they're both you know this geese no pads bare knuckles bare feet him sparring against joe and uh yeah it, it's black and white footage and so it's it's, it's amazing you know um as some of the younger martial artists nowadays you know that those those names maybe are not you know so familiar but uh i always tell them you know research it Google it, you know, look it up on YouTube. And then they always come back and go, dude, this, these guys, these names that you were throwing out, they were, wow. And I was like, yeah, they're the foundations of, of, of American karate. Right.
0: And uh, yeah, just finding footage like that was just amazing. It's fun to watch no it's it's such great history and uh you know and there's a lot of great stuff out there with joe lewis like i saw some video that um was going around on social media last week of and i bet or it was about two weeks ago because we did it in class for the whole week <laughs> but it was he yeah. was talking about tempo fluctuations and just mm-hmm. doing it slow and then doing it fast and the medium back to slow fast yeah. you know and just like changing it up and I was like, man, that's genius. Yeah, but yeah. like every little video I I see that you know gets put out of him, and this this is old footage at like some YMCA or something, you know, and it's um, but it's gold, you know. It's like oh, right. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you get to train with um, Joe very much?
1: I I did it. Um, you know, a a lot of people like like Danny, of course, Danny he trained uh, extensively with joe um i think you know chris uh he's done some and and so has terry and i believe paul i've probably had the least i've uh three times three different seminars i've went to i've only been to you know uh, uh, three different seminars training with him but yeah they were they were fantastic actually the first one was before meeting bill uh so that was Probably 25 years ago, three four years before meeting Bill I I did a seminar with uh, the Joe, Joe Lewis and that was the first one. It was him and Kathy Long, I believe were together um and they kind of went back and forth. she taught like an hour, then he taught an hour and then at the end they came back came together and did like an hour together um so it was a three hour event that somebody put on and it was supposed to I remember it was supposed to have been those two plus her Perez and at that time I was really into the Olympic style Taekwondo and i would i to be totally honest i was there mostly for her perez i was like i really want to meet her perez olympic champ you know Joe lewis would be cool and kathy long you know you knew those names like yeah i want to see them too but he didn't show we get there and he's like he never showed up for perez so that's where i kind of was the real was a, probably i mean bill bill wallace was always my an inspiration my childhood here and everything, i because i want to kick like him but um I was so heavy into that Olympic Taekwondo because like a lot of people, that was what was available in our town. You know, and I, I grew up in a small town of 20,000 people in Minnesota. But training that day with Joe Lewis, which was again, prior to meeting Bill Wallace, really kind of sparked an interest to me to start kickboxing. It's like, man, I really like you. I love the drills he had with the hands. And, and I said, this is really something I want to pursue. And so it it kind of, pushed me off in a different direction and uh then when I got to meet Bill I thought you know that's the kind of best of both worlds because I really love kicking uh kicking was my my kind of my specialty and you know Bill's boxing really like you've, you've heard him I'm sure many times because you know him um when he talks in his seminars he goes the, the reason he learned boxing was to keep you away so he can kick you right so he's not really like in the pop. Pocket or anything getting close, and you know boxing that he likes to box to keep you out, so I can keep using my feet. And being that I was a kicker, I thought, well, this is probably the the path for me too. You know, learn his style of boxing um, as opposed to you know other people's. I like other boxers, Joe Lewis's stuff, and other people I've taken seminars. I like it a lot and I enjoy it. But I we all revert to something that we feel stronger too, right? We all it doesn't matter how much. Jujitsu, whatever you train, there's always going to be your kind of your core. I don't know how to explain it. What's 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 just you know you right? It, it, we all have our strengths and uh what feels comfortable. Operating system. Exactly, exactly, and so it just really resonated with me. Bill's style of boxing.
0: I I, I tell people that all the time. I love uh like actually, I'm a, I'm a super martial arts nerd. I've been doing research all day I have a library of stuff here but I went down the rabbit hole one day on just his boxing right I'm watching him shadow box I'm writing down like combos that he commonly does like all throughout the the years you know and we have a I mean just had uh, a boxer here at the gym win state golden gloves two weeks ago you know so we have a, a, a very successful boxing program uh and I've I always I teach his drills all the time, you know, stuff that I pick up from him from seminars or or the, the just from working with Mr. Dring things we're going over at the camps like from uh the Terry or or whoever's teaching, you know. So, um but the boxing is it's just fundamental. It's just great fundamentals and I I you said um like you're a kicker so I started getting really into Bill's stuff um, like in my early 30s. I'm about to be 36 next month. And it's like I tell people this, like as I'm getting older, I don't want to box on the inside as much anymore, you know? I just don't like getting – I got hit in the brain a whole lot for 10 years, dude, you know? I just don't need that uh, as much anymore. So like for me, I do use it in the same way you said in the absence of – it's not like I'm slow, but in the, like, just, I oh, lost a little bit of speed when I was, like, you know, 32 years yeah. old, or 28 years old, or whatever, and I, I've noticed that a little bit, not, I, I just, it's, like, not detrimental, it doesn't, I just adapt, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm 56, so, yeah, I, I hear you, guys there's, there's things, you know, um, keep training, I love training still, because, you know, I'm I'm 56 and I'm, I'm kind of boring on the outside of of this because people are always like, what other sports do you enjoy? Do you you know do you golf or do you do this or rock climbing or what? I was like, dude, I just do much martial- I just started jujitsu a while ago, so I was like, you know, I, I I other stuff really doesn't interest me that much. You know, I I the other day you saw me playing guitar, so I do I do that. It's more of a hobby. I mean, that's more of my relaxation thing. Um, even though it's like eighties heavy metal, which is really aggressive, but
0: (laughs) it's still relaxing the other day on that video sidebar, (laughs) like you were feeling it. I was like, yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I just, yeah, um, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, you know, like the jujitsu group, I play. They'll ask that too. Hey, you ever think about competing? I'm like, I don't know, man. My competition days were done. You know, I I maybe I might do it. I, I don't like to say no to anything, but uh, yeah. Um, same thing with with kickboxing or 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 martial art tournaments. They're like you should go. They have the over forty group or whatever. I'm like, dude. Um, yeah, I did so much of that, but
0: yeah, I kind of got. I just got burned out. Um, right, right when I got around thirty early thir- I just got burned out on competing. I just did it so m- in jiu-jitsu and I had fights uh in kickboxing and MMA and that is just uh oh guys just got to be around that age and I got burned out on it and um got started just kind of coaching more than anything and it's like yeah. so I was re- getting my black belt done through the uh, IBJJF um and I was like looking at the last time I competed and I was like Phew. Wow, that was a a little while. Twenty seventeen, you know. But I just got burned out on it more than anything. I got to the point where I was like, I I just don't really know why I'm still doing this. I'm not, I'm not enjoying it. It's like a almost like a external pressure in some way. You know, it it wasn't. uh, I wasn't doing it because I enjoyed it anymore. You know. Right. Yeah, I know. I get it. I, you know, i I started competing
1: at thirteen, and I. I quit at 30 Um, and, you know, I kept on telling myself, yeah, when I, you know, get to this stage, I'll quit. And I would pass that, you know, and I'll do when I get here at this level or, you know, state championships or X amount of trophies or something like, okay. And I just keep going. And I finally just said, you know, at 30, I, it was time to be more of a coach and things turned around at that time too. um, Cause I spent so much time training that I didn't have as much time to work on my business. The business was okay, but, dude, once I once I switched gears and said I want to be more of a coach, business went like this. It went just tripled, you know, or more. Um, it just went through the roof when I started focusing on, you know, a different part of my life instead of being a competitor, you know, training people. And you know, this, this, the truth is, you know, about 10% of the people really only want to compete. Most people are there for other reasons, you know, just getting in shape or I want to learn how to defend myself or I'm just – try something different just in a a program and you know i get it and so i you you start doing it that way um i did do one tournament three years later at 33 um just we had moved to arizona here from minnesota it had when i was 30 and uh three years later i said you know i'm gonna do one more tournament and i went down to phoenix and didn't know a soul there and uh it was a good stroke for the ego because i i won uh they didn't have any, anybody over the over 30 division, so they asked sir would you mind just going with the you know the 20 year olds uh, okay so i went and uh it was a black belt division of course and i won uh yeah <laughs> i i won the division and you know so it was a good stroke for the ego. but it was so funny i'm sitting in the on the bleachers with the guys that, uh i had Three matches, and the guys that I was uh, sparred against—they were sitting there. We were all talking afterwards. They're talking about, hey, we're gonna go out and get some beers and just hang out and do this stuff. And and dude, all I want to do was go home and lay on the couch. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like it, you know, they're 21, 22. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. You know, I may have won the battle, but you guys won the war. They could just keep going. <laughs> it's like, that was, it was just like, you know, a walk in the park for them. I was like, you yeah, know, I feel good. Let's keep going. I'm like, I was, I was spent for the rest of the weekend.
0: Yeah, that is, that's definitely another thing is just uh man. I used to just be, and I still am I, within reason, but like a road warrior, I would go, drive anywhere to train like drove to vegas three times la once, orlando three times yeah. and um man anymore i'm like uh, oh, you know maybe i'll fly to st louis you know <laughs> 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 direct flight from little rock it's an hour yeah. but uh yeah you know I, that's another thing too is um is like our business has really improved mm-hmm so there is the availability to do things like bring uh a bill wallace in once a year or a chris burns like we just had chris come in um and get to work with those people is is a literal like hey i can't um i'm still like i went to a a, a superfoot seminar at chill cuts just like uh, four or five months ago or something you know core and i just drove up and it was um we made a day trip out of it. It was crazy. You know, that was about it's three hours for us one way. So it was like then a three hour seminar, then some food, then three hours back. And it was just like, Oh, but yeah. you know, I, I will, do I'm much less willing to do a bunch of trips like that, you know, because it's stuff in the state. And then, um, i w I've actually liked, you know, like more going to the, um, like camp, camp, annual camps and stuff right? Uh, like uh, for like the, the June camp coming up or like when Cora was at that same camp getting her bike belt uh, test uh, la- done uh, last year. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have kids? We're working on it. We're All right. That. Yeah. That, that'll change things too. That'll
1: be another, boom. Hmm. <laughs> He'll go in another direction, but which is good. It's it's a good thing. Um, You know, I still I, 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 my wife and I, we had, we had two grown daughters, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, unfortunately when they were really young, you know, uh, elementary school, I was still kind of in that, you know, 20, 23 hours a day I could do martial arts. And so <laughs> I wish I would have spent a little, little more time hanging out with them. So I always tell people, yeah, just, you know, balance, balance, but I mean, we, we got a great, I have a great relationship with my daughters and I love them dearly. Um, but, uh,
0: yeah, it's just, uh. It is a, it's a perfect time for us. Um, and we've been, you know, we've been trying for, uh, almost like four years. Uh, do you know anything about IVF? No, it's like, uh, so it's crazy. So technically this is, this is the crazy part. Technically I have eight kids, right? So, and then this is like, I was thinking about this when I was looking for snacks in the pantry before I drove here. Uh, okay. so basically, um, Cora it, like uh, had to get some procedures done and they did some things and then they're like hey we're just gonna go ahead and take your eggs out mm-hmm. and you fertilize them this is exactly what they're doing and then put them and then actually they're frozen right now right like Walt yeah. like Walt Disney frozen and right. um but the next step is they're just about like any time now about to put them back in and then whoop, maybe twins or something crazy like that yes yeah, science man crazy science but but here's the thing so her last procedure was probably the problem the whole time she had some other stuff done and then they're like oh this is what's wrong after like seven years of her saying like that's probably what's wrong you know they finally were like you were right all along crazy um so but then like eight of these um eggs fertilized which is a highly uh it's a high number so i technically have eight yeah there you go right and then and then too it's like the i i you know i have a a background and i'm a master's in history taught college for history for four years and a background in philosophy so i'm just like like was having a moral dilemma in my pantry i'm like how do you choose which of the eight and, you know is there a, in in the multiverse is there a different life for each of the eight you know like i'm just like like that was my thought like well an hour ago wow uh
1: right
0: yeah it's like it's a but but you know in philosophy that would be like a a, a moral dilemma right right yeah, like wow like and i was like how do you choose you know there is no way and just just yeah. choose one and you know like i had a friend that um i is a, a really good friend of mine but he is he's 52 and he has uh, teenagers that are um, twins, and that was like the only two that they could possibly uh, do right. Like, like we had eight to choose from; they had two and went with two, and two worked out. So it's like it works um, uh, a really high percentage of the time. This procedure, so um, yeah. So we're like literally like that's like any time they are gonna they're gonna do that. And, and it's a perfect time for our business because, um, man, we just added a full-time employee. We're, we're, um, kind of like you just happening into training with Chris Burns, you know, like, uh, we had this 10th planet guy move here and, and he That's just awesome. does, just does no geek, Kyle Bain, ADCC competitor. And, you know, so he's like, it's like, okay, well, bro, like you want to teach that whole program. You can like, he's teaching a couple classes though. And, wow. um, Man, we just have developed instructors. We've got another instructor that's kind of going over to to full time as well um, here in April. So it's um, it's a great time for us to be able to do that. Like in the uh, you know, for me to have more time. Like I, I'm not teaching at the college anymore, and. Um, it's is perfect timing really and like we had planned on it to be perfect timing like four years ago and then we're like okay yeah well we just waited and here our goal and did. then it was on you know figuring out what was going on for the the you know time after that
1: yeah yeah absolutely and then 2020 happened right and that kind of derailed everybody for
0: a while dude i mean i was thinking today like in some ways, not to, and not to get on an economical uh, dis, uh, diatribe, right? But, like, I mean, I wasn't, like, affected by – I mean, I was working at the college at the time, and it was just, like, a back and forth, like, we're online this week. We're not coming to the campus for two months. We're back at the campus but no students, like, just back and forth. And I was just doing the gym the whole time, and we'd close the gym for a few weeks, like, just to kind of – like, right at the beginning – but man, now like looking back on it, like uh I think we're far enough out that I like you know, you just kinda have some perspective mm-hmm. right about that event. Like I, I don't think that I think I that many people are just arriving at a perspective or have yet to arrive about the pandemic and you know, it didn't affect yeah. our business. If anything, things improved, <laughs> you know. Um but man, it's just like the, it was just like a, almost like a social anxiety, I guess would be how you would describe it.
1: Yeah. I, you know, again, yeah, I don't want to kind of tread lightly on it. Cause I know some people lost family members or whatever, right. And businesses and so on. Um, it, it can be touchy, especially when I work with people, you know, talking about martial arts business. Um, I've heard anywhere from the industry saying that we've lost 25 to 35 somewhere after 25 or 35, 30% of our schools shut down. Um, And I thought, you know, for me, I think a lot of it after kind of just witnessing those who, whose business survived or, or thrived, um, it was a lot on attitude, your ability to to adapt, switch gears, um, jump on zoom. I mean, For instance, when when it happened for us, when we got shut down in March, um, I saw it coming Um, from my friends in California. You know, the month before in February, they're already starting to get shut down. This is is getting bad, guys. Um, And I can't remember the exact date. I want to say it was right about the middle of the month. Let's say March 15th. Like March 10th, or five days before we get shut down, I'm thinking, I got to order all these cameras for our computers. And lights, like you know, photography lights. So we have we're well lit, and microphones for our, our staff going here. So I I go out backdrops. Um, I order three sets. Yeah, three sets of cameras. Um, everything because we had we always ran two classes. We have two floors going on, and we had another one for like privates. And so I ordered these three sets. It arrives the same day at our studio that they announce that all businesses. They're shutting down today at 8 p.m. So we, it was, and I remember it was a Thursday night. The very next day, Friday, we were on Zoom and we kept classes the same, you know, um, I just saw some people who, they didn't jump on Zoom, they didn't do anything, or we're just going to record some stuff like on YouTube and throw it up there. And I just saw it. I said, you know what, we're just going to adapt. We need to keep that connection with our students. I don't think watching a video is the same as interacting on Zoom, kind of like you and I, where we can talk, you can ask questions. And I'm not going to change schedules. That was another thing I saw a lot of schools saying, well, since we're only going to do one class a day, I said, you know what, if your class was at 345 and your brother's class was at 445, it's going to be the same thing. We did not change the class schedule at all. We kept going. I kept my staff employed. We only went down 21% of our membership. And within 12 months, like 11 months later, I already surpassed well, the amount of students we had prior to COVID. So, um, and again, I did not, I'm not trying to brag because I know that for some people it it, it didn't go well, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, I think you just had a jump. You just, I, I I it was scary for everybody who had a business, but I thought, okay, well, well I saw it as like a war. I said, okay, time to go to war guys. I'm not just going to sit here and, and, you know, lie down and die. I Let's let, we have to fight, fight for this business. What are we going to do? You know, we're going online. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Um, uh, people ask, you know, I saw some schools Another thing they did is they charged less. Well, this is online. We're going to drop everybody's membership in half. It stayed the same and nobody said anything. I didn't have anybody complain about it. In fact, all I got was people saying thank you for keeping something in our life that was there, even though it's not in person, it's still there. Um, I know Martial Arts Success Magazine, they did an article, you know, a year after COVID in 2021, uh, they interviewed seven different schools, basically, you know, um, I think it was called It's War, you know, that was the name of the article about how um, seven schools not only survived, but thrived, and we were one of the seven that was featured in there, Um, but uh, it, it was all on my team, and, you know, another part of that was having systems, I always talk to school owners, man, you gotta have to have systems, like systems for... From how to open up the studio to how to run this class, how to do this, how to sign up people, so it's not dependent on you because it's when it's personality driven, mm-hmm. you're not there, it's gone. And something else that happened to me in 2020, September of 2020, I broke my ankle. I think you you've heard of that, you know, um, broke my fibula and tibia, and so I'm out for three months. September, I didn't come back until January, um, and in those three months, those. <sighs> I came back to more students than when I le- uh, left um, my staff did everything. Cause I mean, I had six weeks that I couldn't put any weight on my ankle and the next six weeks is basically learning how to walk again. And, and, you know, walking with that boot really super slow. Um, it took almost a year finally, but you know, by January I was on the floor teaching. I wasn't kicking anything, but I could be there teaching. Um, but it just uh, really opened my eyes up. I always knew about systems, but I, you know, having that happen to me, really made me notice okay you know i hope nothing happens to me again but if something does or i can't be there it's gonna keep running
0: mm-hmm. you know? no that's huge and i i mean we were um we we talked about business uh a fair amount when i talked with you on the podcast that i did with you for the uh, superfit system right uh but you know it is uh like when i started teaching at the college um it was, you know, like a 25 hour a week thing. It was not really, you know, and then I did some stuff outside of that, but it wasn't like a major time suck, but it was like, take, take 25 hours out of your week, you know, and um, put it towards this other thing. And it, it it was, uh, it was good at the time and then it got weird with the pandemic and then it just got to where it wasn't worth it. But the systems we had in place are what allowed me to, be able to you know hey i'll just be over here for 25 hours i'll do some. i'll use their copier and stuff for sure and print some things to the gym (laughs) whatever you know but like i was definitely sending emails and doing social media uh during that time because it's just like i was in an office or or giving a lecture Mm -hmm. so um but you know and it really um it did kind of um you know, in terms of, uh, organization and, and, and systematizing things, it did kind of prep me for that. Like I was actually reflecting on that today, just like creating content and organizing it, uh, Mm -hmm. in various modes, whether that's, you know, PDFs or video or audio or, or what have you, and, and, and databasing, but just having systems that's, um, that's huge. And that's a big part of our success because, uh, it doesn't involve like we were able to go to orlando for the Jitsu pans and uh be gone for you know that whole week and then come back and do testing like the week after you know and and it but you know it's just uh as we've we've been in business for about be 11 years coming up um right when bill does his seminar here in april it'll be 11 years so um yeah. we, it took us it took us several years to do that um you know and uh but so side you know just kind of uh, as a side on that because i did want to talk with you a little bit about this um what are some other uh, particular systems or things other than just systems that you attribute to your success because um you know based on just our brief talk of one hour however long we got to chat before it's like you know um obviously Uh, It's a component of your success with your martial arts school and being, you know, being featured in magazines and surviving the pandemic and thriving, et cetera. But um, what are some of the things behind uh, that you attribute to your success in that area?
1: Education more than anything. Um, I always tell people, um, in fact, Danny, Danny always brings this up whenever we talk. He he, he remembers I said this to him, but, uh, you know, I think as martial artists, most of us, man, we, we love going to physical seminars all the time. I mean, I'll, I'll ask like instructors, you know, how often do you train outside your school? Like at a seminar and they're like, Oh, they start going through their head, you know, at least 10 times a year, you know, almost at least once a month, sometimes more, you know, 10, a dozen times or whatever. And I'm, great. How many business seminars have you gone to? That's when I get the blank stare, right? How about marketing? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, there's really no excuse nowadays. Everything is online. Even if you can't go physically to someplace, man, there's an online course on, you know, running business systems. And it's, there's courses out there geared just towards martial artists, running a business, martial arts, marketing, martial arts, you know, th- this. And, you know, I I tell people, you know, take it step-by-step. Step. You're a martial artist. we go by belts, you're a white belt in marketing, your goal get to blue belt this year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay, next year, get to it, you know, and but, but people, especially like marketing, I don't know, oh, in business too, but I'm appalled and just shocked when I, when I talk to people and some they don't still have a website. And I'm like, what, how can you not, I, you know, and well, it's just, you know, and they, when I, I talk to them, they're really kind of against all this change but it's it'd be like me going back before your time, so probably. But I remember as a kid. But we had yellow pages. Yellow pages was Google, you know, back in the day. When you were looked up, I want to find a martial school. You open up the yellow pages, and then there you'd see an ad. And I'll talk to these guys, usually my age, and said, "Well, I had that." And I will saying, "Well, that's the same thing back then. If you would have asked the fifty-year-olds when we were twenty, well, why don't they have a yellow pages? Well, that's stupid. I don't need to pay money for yellow pages. But you did it at twenty because you saw it as." something innovative, right? Something that's important. Well, we have to change with the times. Um, And I think that's another thing. So changing with the times and and being on top of that is super important. Um, One thing that's really changed success in the last just three years, we've had great success, is we have a lot of our stuff online as far as you can sign up for our program online. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a big no-no for all martial artists. Don't put your prices online. They have to come in and, and sign up. And I always kind of throw off people when I tell them, I said, you know, for every 10 people that sign up at my studio, at least five, if not more, five to six, sign up online, pay for their first month because you have to pay for your first month and you pay for like an extra hundred dollars for your uniform and boxing gloves. So you, so on top of the first month and they've never called, they've never stepped foot in the facility prior to getting there. They don't, they just heard about us and Or just saw my website. and Because when they come in, I ask them, I said, how did you find out about us? Oh, we had heard about you, or so-and-so told us, or just a Google search. And I said, have you been here before? No, this is our first time. And they signed up last week and paid me last week online. And, you know, it's crazy because that kind of goes against what I learned, you know, 25, 30 years ago, how to sign up people. But things change. And I think, you know, the COVID pandemic did that. Because that's when we started seeing Uber Eats and Amazon was always there before that, but it blew up, right? Everybody was buying stuff online. You know that it was it's normal now for people. They everything they just shop online, buy online without actually touching the product or seeing it, uh, ordering their food without actually going there. It's just um, whether you like it or not. You know I have different feelings about that, but you know, but maybe just because I'm fifty six, I'm a little different demographic, but I can't argue with it. It's here. And that's what's it, so I jumped into, into that and I said, you know what? I'm gonna put my prices online. I am gonna put registration right online. And what I had someone tell me, a friend of mine, um, he said, you know what, check out, you know, what they call the boutique fitness, You've probably heard that term, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you know, nine round, our friends, the Hudson brothers, nine round, uh, uh, fitness and, um, orange theory, um, some of these yoga places, uh, uh, I can't, bar is another one, you know, the yeah. cycle places we have one called cycle bars, uh, all over the States. And so I started looking at them. So not, not your big box gyms, the gold gyms or planet fitness or anything like that, but these small boutique places that are a little higher end price and so on. Uh, smaller locations, closer to what what a martial arts studio would look like, and all of them, every single one I researched, they have their prices online. You can sign up online
0: mm-hmm.
1: before you even show up. And I like, well, what? In in that that industry is way bigger than ours, the martial arts industry. Where the martial arts industry is still kind of behind the curve compared to fitness industry as far as marketing, getting people in there, um, and and so on. So you know. This friend of mine, uh, um, he said, you know, check them out and see what they're doing. I think, you know, this may be the thing. And uh, lo and behold, it was.
0: No, that's one that's great. Like that, this, it's not even really thinking outside the box, and you know, no. it's just looking. You know, for us particularly because um, we have a massive fitness kickboxing program, like over a hundred people here doing fitness kickboxing. Then we have hot yoga and yoga. uh, mm-hmm. Uh, six days a week we have a yoga class uh noon program uh, every evening through the week saturday and sunday um but it's just a uh a a popping little community of people you know and then we are just like uh you know big john he came on the podcast a few weeks ago and he does spin classes and is like expanded even more like in that direction but we just uh are finishing adding a room like we've been revamping some stuff in in the gym um and uh for for uh, stationary bikes for cycling for spin classes you know cool. so we'll have and we have a, a, a tabata class and a boot camp we we're doing so like we and we have the space for that we have an 8000 square foot facility so but um you know like we look a lot at all of those um fitness models that you just mentioned like I've looked at every I've you know gone down that rabbit hole but I I don't think that everyone thinks to do that for some reason to just kind of like look over here and like you know how are they marketing or and this is something I think we talked about before um you know Cora and I look a lot like when you decide but consumer behavior like Like, that's what you're really saying earlier, like, oh, well, people sign up this way. So like, oh, we should do that because look at the, uh, you know, I like how you just have the stats, you know, 21% or whatever. Um, But it's uh, people, I saw that when I was working in education and was talking about this with somebody just the other day, I think on the podcast was um, people that were like, you know, 60s and professors and, and then we're all online they weren't making videos you know what i'm saying like they just didn't care like they as a matter of fact they're like can i retire now like yeah. if that was you know they weren't going to change anything and i think so many people are resistant to change and sometimes that's technology or you know i will say the things that i've been frustrated with in the past and like changing platforms uh of social media that have been around for a long time, just like the stories and reels and shorts, and it's you know and another platform over here now. is You know when there wasn't an Instagram or when it became viable, and it's you know it's just a lot to do, and it's like oh man, I just don't want to keep up with anything else, and and then you see it's like well that's where the people are at.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's just like you said, you know that like those sixty year old uh, professors and so on. Um, we get. Complacent, right? We just get comfortable. And you know, it's the same people, you know, those those 50-year-olds and 60-year-olds, you would ask them, you know, why'd you jump on the website back then? Well, because it was, you know, websites were the thing, you know, and then they just get comfortable at that stage. You know, there's the, the old old timers, you know, they're just yellow page. I don't need a website. And then there's this group here, and then there's the next group. Maybe it's just still on Facebook and nothing else, right? And Things change if you're going to keep adapting, you're going to keep growing because I think you limit yourself. You know, because if I start, if I stop at Facebook and I'm not going to do anything else, I don't want to do Instagram, even though Instagram's starting to get old too, right? And there's other stuff that other newer platforms, but let's say I just stay here at Facebook, you know, you're just limiting yourself. It's just like saying, you know, back in the old days, think of it like, I'm just going to hand out flyers, I'm not going to put a yellow page ad, I'm not going to go do a demo at the park, I'm just going to hand out flyers, I just want to do one thing. And it's, it's kind of like you're shooting yourself in the foot, you know. I, if you want to keep growing. And then it's, there's the other thing, the demographics. You know, it, you okay. stop getting these younger kids in there, you know, the teens and then the kids and stuff who are in a different, you know, mindset than us. Mm-hmm. You're going to stop. And that's when you see some of the schools that you see where everybody in the school is like four-year-olds and up. You know, it's it's very small cool. the only core group of 30 people, but they're all in their 40s and 50s. I can guarantee you they're not out there, you know, doing anything to promote their school to the younger crowd. Um, and it's always gonna be changing that next site, next group, that next generation is gonna be they do this, they do it different, they sign up online, whereas the previous generation didn't. We need to, you know, you know what it was first in my days, of course, you know, was I have to go in there. I have to see the facility. I have to talk to the instructor and, you know, I have to get accepted by the instructor. He, he does an interview with me. And then that changed to where, okay, you, there's, we're not going to really interview you. I just want to get you to join, but you still come in and you do a lesson or two. And then it kind of progressed to a phone call is good. Now people will call. They don't, you know, the parent bringing a kid, I don't need to bring him up. I just want to call and get some information that way. And then it would turn, it was emails right? No calls. I don't, that just takes too long. Just send me a message on Facebook or something like that. What are your hours? What, how much is it? Blah, blah, blah. And now it's not even that. Just, I just see, I just went to your website and signed up and yeah, things have changed. Stay with it. Because if I don't do all that, all those steps, then you're stuck back here.
0: I'll tell you, you know, um, I had a zoom call with, uh, Natsuki the other day and I was in Orlando at Disney and he had sent me the appointment thing for it. Right. And this is around the time i was first messaging you like like and we did what Natsuki and i were talking about like i caught playing digital ping pong i was like oh you want to come on the podcast when you want to come on you know and then you were like oh i could do this time and then you bounced it back and i was like what about that time and we bounced back and forth about five times he has this uh, thing acuity scheduling yeah. You know, I was like, oh, this is great. I could use yeah. this for the gym and the podcast. But you know, then I, then when I was on the zoom call with him, I was like, Hey, you know, well, we're done with this Superfoot system testing stuff. So, uh, but well, tell me about that real quick, the scheduling. Yeah. And, and it just takes the, um, some of the digital ping pong out. Like, yeah. Like if I put my price out there, that's, that's one less thing that we have to talk about, it mm-hmm. makes you really more qualified when we're talking because you you, oh, you know, if it was an objection we probably wouldn't be talking yeah, you, you yeah. know but um that that's it too um just uh, you know being uh convenient for people i think that uh like here's something else I, i'll ask you about real quick like uh, apps You know, that's another thing that's big. Like I I was, um, I watched jujitsu every day on the BJJ fanatics app. I was just giving Chris Burns and Jack Toffer both shit. I'm like, Hey bro, Hickson has a, uh, you know, he has a self-defense unit app, but he has the academy, the login. I can watch it on my phone, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, but you guys don't. That Is what I was saying. I was like, I need this shit on an app. I need you and you both to do a BJJ fanatics. I will buy it. They will give you money. I will give you money. It'd be great. Yeah, but yeah. they don't maybe see the, the value of an app. How is it? Did you design that my studio app? How, how is that? No, it? No.
1: Okay. I, no, my studio is, is, um, uh, Tule is the guy's name and his, um, uh, team. I, I there's a, quite a few people on the team, but, um, they, they started it years ago. Um, I can't remember what how long? Five years ago? Mm-hmm. That's a guess. Um, but I I jumped on it right away the first year. Uh again, it was at the martial arts super show. They uh had a booth there. It was still kind of the new thing. It's like, well, what is this? And I, I really didn't understand it. i'm mean, you know, um 56 so I was probably like 50, 51 years old at the time. So I'm like, okay. I know apps but explain how I'm going to get all this stuff all my students info and everything I can communicate with them I can put videos on there I can do they can sign up for events they can pay for their membership they can change their credit card on file when that credit card is is expired you know just all this stuff it was it was very intriguing to me and um yeah I mean they sold it to me when they said that having that your students there in an app I thought this is this is good um and so yeah I jumped on it and they yeah they've grown I mean, so leaps and bounds they're, they're, they're a great company. I love mm-hmm. businesses too. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I, I think it's a fantastic thing. We are um, with uh, the Hudson uh, Shannon Hudson and uh, nine Round. They've been uh, very gracious for us to, Use their studio where we did all the SuperFoot videos and stuff like that. And now we're on a platform. It's called Lightspeed, but they have an app. Um, that's coming out. I hope to have that to everybody here, all our smooth members, within the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, by the end of April for sure, because it's online now. I mean, on a website, but we they have an app, and we're trying to get all our stuff, all the stuff we upload on there too. So now you'll have a an app there that you can use for the SuperFoot system as well. But yeah, the My Studio that I have for my school. And then we also have it for the superput system members. That's kind of where you would, you know, you pay your membership and stuff like that. And we had videos on there too, but we've since put everything. Uh, have you seen the new platform?
0: I just, I mean, I just know I've seen you guys working on the videos and I've seen yeah. the new YouTube channel and the videos that, that like we're you putting up on there and excited about it. You know,
1: yeah. I'll send you a link because you, you got to look at the stuff online on the website. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, 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 it, They've, they've done a fantastic job with it um and so all we do is that you know go there to record and they have their people edit it and upload it and we just kind of put it where we want it and it's it's great it's it's fantastic actually it's this, <laughs> it's a beautiful looking website
0: but well, yeah man and this stuff is so important you know um and it's it's definitely like a, a component of doing business for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I've heard, uh, Danny drink say at least three times, you know, Jim Ginter, he says for every technical seminar he does, he also does a business seminar that it, was, like that, I've that heard was, multiple times. I've heard him say that yeah, but like yeah. it did. It resonated with him and you know, okay. So for people that maybe are not as motivated as you know, we are or whatever, or whoever um what are some things you do like I will say it's strange how much uh on this the pandemic and beyond it's almost uh, it's good in some ways because I'm noticing more stuff come in my region or within my region because I'm in Arkansas so like Nashville and um uh, like Austin and Dallas more conferences, more trade shows are shifting to those areas away from places that we have traditionally gone like Vegas and LA or Long Beach, um, uh, shifting to places like Orlando, but like Florida, Texas. So, you know, I was, I think that we will, on the other side of that, I know that's where it wasn't the martial arts super show, but they had, um, they had an event out there last week or during the, when we were out there for pans, Maya had some sort of you know, yeah, trade show. Yeah, it. And I think there was one in uh, Tennessee just a while ago, too, in March, like a
1: week or two ago. I think uh, you're right.
0: there was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then, too, I saw um, it was Jordan Peterson and somebody else that I was considering going to see in Nashville, but it, the scheduling didn't work out. But, you know, the, you can travel to conferences, which is a little weird right now, is the point that I'm making, or it has been a little weird. And I think it's I think things are shifting around and it will regularize and we'll just go to these new places. Like Orlando's great. Like the super foot camp. I, I like doing that there, but man, then that the, the, the Jitsu pan American games are there and yeah, I've been to the IKF was there, been to IKF three, you know, so there's like a, a you know, that's a good place to go for things. We're, we're used to it. Um, but what are some things you do uh, outside of, going to conferences to um, sort of meet that um, continuing education, lifelong learning sort of model that you're talking about.
1: Yeah. You know, I always tell people right now, like, like what you said, Danny does, you know, I I said, I told people the first thing you got to do is, I mean, for every physical one, do a, do a business one or a marketing one, or even just a life skills one, right. Just something to better yourself. Um, And like we just got on talking about all the, how the world has shifted. There's so much stuff online. I tell you you know, there's really no excuse anymore, guys, not to be able to do this. There is stuff for free online for free, go on YouTube and just martial arts, business tips and stuff. And you'll find tons of videos. Now, a lot of them are real short and they're just little, like one little tip and stuff, but that's one tip you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Make it a part of your daily plan, I tell people, you know, because they think, oh, it's a great idea, and they don't do anything. But, yeah, I guarantee those same people, they'll train in martial arts every day, six days a week or whatever. They'll always, they have time for one hour to roll with some people in jiu-jitsu or put the gloves on and hit the bag because we're martial artists. And I get it, you know, we, we, it's something we love doing. But if you're going to be serious about running the second part of the name, martial arts business, you know, don't just focus on martial arts part all the time. Train focus on your business, then do that. I, I'll tell you, start with one hour a week, and then do it twice a week. You know, the same basically the same advice we tell people when they're interested in trying martial arts. Try a couple. Sign up for this program. It's only twice a week, and later they right they're doing it three times, and all of a sudden there's that person that's part of the furniture there that you, every time you walk in they're there before you are, you know. Um, it's gonna. It's the same with business, and you know, it's the same people. I'll, I'll talk to some people, and I'll, the the movers. I I can tell you, you know, when their business is doing well, and they'll tell me it's doing much better. I, I I don't have to guess. I know that they they're putting in the time, and the ones that are still stuck, you know, they had only thirty five students, and a year later we run you, They still have thirty five. I don't have to guess either. I don't guess. I know they're not doing it. They you know, they know it's out there but yeah, yeah, I have excuse, excuse and you know sad truth is it's is if it was martial arts and I I'd said that to you. You know, Brian, you know, Jim, where are you in class? Yeah, well, I've been kind of busy and yeah, yeah. It's like, you as an instructor you're like, "Dude, you're going to get out of what you put into it." Okay? If you're going to keep giving me excuses but not showing up then yeah, that's why you you, you still suck, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, start start you don't because I have some friends there or people I meet and the well I don't have the money because I only have you know 30 students, 40 students, 50 students. I I just can't afford it. And to me that, that's still an excuse because I I know you can if you, if you, you, we can all make it work, right? I'm sure if you only had 30, 40 students and you say you can't afford it, but they'll still go out and do something else, right? Maybe with their family or go out on a hunting trip with some buddies and stuff. And, you know, cause it's fun and that's, you know, maybe your planet, but planet, if you're going to be serious about it, you can make it. And those are the same people who will somehow have money to go see Bill Wallace three States over, Mm -hmm. you know, come on, you, you have, you will find the money, but, Let's just say they can't afford it. We just talked about it. Search on YouTube. And there is so much stuff for free. Start with that. Start with that. Start with one hour a week. Say, I'm just going to dedicate one hour a week. I get my coffee cup with the mug out with my coffee, pen and paper. Get on YouTube, do my searches and watch a bunch of videos and write down stuff and just say, you know, watch five videos. Got five tips. I really don't like these two. This one's okay. And these two were really interesting. Mm -hmm. And then make a plan and start applying just maybe one of those two just apply one for the next month you know and if things you'll see I mean it'll start moving it's just like this it, is like physical martial arts right man I saw this drill of how to get my legs um endurance kicking like the Bill wall Street holds his leg up and throws those kicks like you know 100 brown kicks and that's a great drill it hurts a lot but it's gonna make my legs stronger and I do it once a week or twice a week two months later three months later dang. I'm getting really good at this. I can hold my leg up there. Now when I'm teaching classes, I'm like, I'm just holding and talking at the same time. I foot. okay guys, make sure you chamber your knee like this. And they're all like, wow, he's talking with his leg up. How did I get there? Through practice. Same thing. Practice on your business. Practice. And it's going to get better. It has to.
0: Yeah. Well, man, and you make a great point on like the, the YouTube side of things. Like that's something that I do, but I passed this guy. Um, when i got off the interstate earlier he was like you know sitting there with a the sign wanting change and he had a, a, an iphone yeah you know he had youtube in his hand <laughs> like he was probably <laughs> watching a video but yeah. you know uh that's like uh some ways uh, i've just been in a rabbit hole on, and but for the last year i've been really trying to better My technical ability within Adobe, particularly on graphic design, like I do a lot with video, um, always have, but just on on like thumbnails, graphic design for thumbnails, ebooks has been what I've been uh, like working on in Illustrator and Mm -hmm. another uh, uh, Adobe program in design. But, you know, like that's exactly like the first thing I did. is like, okay, uh, figuring out if I wanted to do this software, that's so, you know, InDesign or Illustrator. Talk to my graphic design buddy. He shows me things all the time. You know, I've got this, the uh, cloud in the suite. So, like, we're back, you know, he's – and then, okay, well, it's Illustrator. You know, I did a lot of research to figure out, like, which one am I going to want to use for everything. And it's definitely – I've shifted away from using or learning anything new about Photoshop, and it's really about – like the adobe express app and illustrator is what you can do illustrator has all the capabilities uh, that i would use for photoshop You can do mm-hmm. all the same stuff it's like the universal for design right now and i've been learning ebook uh you know at this way that's an outline and format and style and uh but that's this i've been doing exactly what you're saying i'm watching youtube videos on that and yep. talking to an expert um, I'm huge, I do uh, for the last, this will be my fourth year of doing it, have done a hundred audiobooks a year, which is excessive. Wow. I realize it's very excessive. Some of them uh, some of them are repeat listens, you know. but uh, you know, like one tenant I'm living by right now that I got from an audiobook was, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Grant Cardone. So I've listened to all his books. My friend, Jack, who's Chris Burns, you know, did with Hickson together. um, Yeah, he he turned me on to Grant Cardone. He used to work for him. But in one of Grant's books, I think it's 10X Rule, he talks about, I guess it was the 08 recession, right? Which I I remember that recession vividly. It was like I was just two years out of high school and was trying to work and the economy was terrible. And, and end up going back to college and getting, getting a master's degree at that time. And, but it's like, now we're in this economic recession. Well, he had, you know, perspective and was writing about the 08 recession. And he's like, I'm telling you in times of, of recession, you got to expand, not retract. And, and, um, I listened to him on like 1.5 speed. So he sounds more excited, but, uh, <laughs> you know, and he is an inspiration i've i've really i've i've taken a lot of tenants but that's something i'm living by right now like we're doing the spin classes like yeah this is the time when people in every form of business are like oh yeah there's inflation and the and the election will be coming up soon and it, this sort of speculation period of, yeah. that we're in and oh, our gas price is going to go back up and, and it, it well yeah whatever but it's just like uh, expanding in these uncertain in times of uncertainty is it, it's a strategy that I mean he just points out all the all the ways that it's worked for him because there's more market share there because everybody's attracting. Yeah, it's
1: a time to attack. It's a time to attack, just like what happened during the pandemic. You know, is, right now, if I gas prices are going up, uh, price of eggs, milk, everything's going up. Okay, and, and if I start getting this negative attitude or, or mindset thinking, people are not going to join now. I'll get ready, guys. People are going to start quitting, uh, canceling their memberships. Okay, that may be true. It may not. But let's say it's leaning towards, yes, this could happen. So the answer is to not do any advertising, not try harder to get more students. So I have, let's say you have 200 students and man, I could be losing 10%, maybe 20%. So that's 40 We could drop down to 160 Well, let's not advertise, so we'll just stay at 160. You're not going to recuperate, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, okay, for me, every time I lose one, I got to get that student back, if not another one. You know, it's always, if you find your sweet spot, you know, I need 150, I need 250, I need 500 students, whatever it is. Then maintain, do whatever you do to maintain that, and that's if that's where that's where your cruise control is, and you feel good with this this amount of students, or you need to grow. You know, everybody has their their number, you know. But yeah, fight for that, fight for that. It's business, man. And if if during lean times, then you need to get out there and attack. During good times, when we everybody seems to have extra money to just throw away, well, then all your competitors, everybody's gonna be advertising like crazy. You know, so now we're all trying to fight for that, you know, they say 1% of the population is
0: really only doing
1: martial arts. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, if the rates could just go down, that would be the good thing, you know, that's mm-hmm. just the only thing I'm championing for because... <laughs> like i will say like the rate spiked up and we were like midway through our um our little expansion here and i was like oh you know it's, it's right on the other side of this i'm gonna do a refi for 15 years it's gonna be great yes you know and because uh, we lucked out and just got like the best refi ever on my house right like, like th- three weeks after the pandemic started or something you know and um we're b- buying our gym and are very equitable in it but you know i was sitting looking at all that and then i'm like oh man gotta get gotta just get pay pay that extra interest in the meantime you know it'll it'll work out it, it, it the pendulum swings and that's another thing like i i think that um it's a great point you could be proactive or you could freak out about yeah. it you Reactive. know and I think, like, what I was kind of getting to earlier with the, like, perspective looking back on the pandemic is, like, you didn't really freak out about that at the time, but then you look back at it now and you're just, like, like, like hearing you talk about that stuff earlier, I'm, like, thinking about doing Zoom kickboxing classes, and I'm, like, oh man I can't believe we had to do that you know like that was wild like you you I I just didn't think about it in the same way while it was going on or even a little after and then you're looking back it's been two years since you were you know like had to really change your business model and pivot and just tilt everything in these different directions and expand and evolve and you're on the other side of that and you still have the cameras and their live streaming classes and took some steps forward. But man, that um, it definitely like those professors we were talking about earlier, it wasn't comfortable for me as much as anybody, you know, I mean, I, I got with the program, but it, it's just like any, it's not easy, you know? Oh,
1: no. yeah. I mean, we, we did it. And it, whenever I bring that up, you know, what we did, well, I, I didn't like doing it. I didn't, we didn't like it either. Nobody liked it. It's not, it doesn't replace, you know, the thing was, we have to do something. If you don't do anything, you know, um, when after about three, four months of doing Zoom classes, we really, we just started being able to open up again, but a lot of people didn't want to come inside. And so we we were thinking, okay, how do we get, people are, people are getting tired of Zoom after three months, but only about 20% are willing to come back in the studio. The other one's like, I don't know if I want to come back in yet, yeah, but I'm really getting tired of Zoom. And we started seeing some people start canceling membership. And so we did how do we get it from here to here? It was here, right, which was the parking lot. We had we we're grateful enough that you know we've got a huge parking lot. Probably hundred cars could fit in that in the plaza we're at. And so on weekends, you could zoom during the week, but every Saturday, I man, we had like three, four classes. We wheeled out a dozen wave masters in, in the in the parking lot. 15 feet away from everybody. Everybody had their own wave master, you know, they're 15, 20 feet away from other people. And it did it, man. It it was like that sweet middle spot for the ones that weren't ready to come in, you know? But I'm getting tired of Zoom. And I was like, how about this? You know, you Zoom twice a week, but once a week you can actually come in, you know? And we were there wiping down the bag after every class, every person, you know, and they're watching us. So you do what you have to, right?
0: Well, yeah. And I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about this, like, oh, I bet that was great publicity for the people driving. It was. We O'Hare. made the newspaper. We made, yeah, right. We made like, it. Well, and you know, that is, that's a, just a, a side, side, uh, just a happenstance, you know, like we had a boxer win golden gloves and a, and a jujitsu uh, student win pans a week apart, both in local newspapers ran stories about it and just, oh, well, oh, oh, some PR over here. We didn't plan for, like, I don't got to, uh go on and tell the story again and they did it for me you know it's just um you know th- just a consequence of just doing what we do but um that is uh man just adapting you know adaptation that's big um changing with the times uh in in any way you can what are some things you think that um somebody told me like with all like I'm interviewing people like yourself or, or like mr drain i've interviewed him like five or six times like uh jim Graydon was on the podcast jerry beasley um with karate college you know some people that have seen like definitely like uh beasley 72 years old and he was talking about the 70s a lot right like like 73 77 like, like just in he, like, he, and he was talking about being there, you know, like, uh, and, uh, so, then he, then he, you know, all through the eighties and the nineties and just kind of telling his life story and how much martial arts has changed over that time. Like what are, you know, in a, in two, two sides of this in the future, 20 years, I asked, I asked basically what he thought on the next 50 years. Cause I'm like, well, you're looking back at 50 years. Like what's the next 50 going to be like for martial arts? Like we were talking about Bruce Lee and UFC and, and all this stuff, but you know, what do you think the next few decades are going to be like with martial arts or like not necessarily just with martial arts, but this other side, the martial arts business, like you've seen all this stuff change. You, you, you've been, um, you know, really sort of a business guru, I guess you could say have uh, achieved a, a level of thinking about business that m- most people we know in this industry may never achieve I mean I know some, I know a lot of people that have achieved a, 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 you know really successful business but what are some things in the next 20 25 years you see in business or even that or beyond that in martial arts that you think will change like anything? you know
1: yeah good question really good question um. You know being being I'm fifty six, I'm kind of right at that age right now to where I'm not, you know thirty six where you have a, I think a better finger on the pulse of technology than me, even though I I, I I study it. I love it. um but and I'm not really excited that to say this, but I do see it going a lot of stuff online. I think it's gonna, you know, right now we're registering people online, like I just said, I'm getting a lot of members uh, registering online. I know people really didn't like training on Zoom, okay, and we didn't either, but it's going to get better, it's going to get, I think, you know, I would have never thought 25 years ago, 1998 is when I moved to Arizona, and I think that was like the same year, or maybe it was that one year prior, 97, it was just Tybo, a workout, you know, It was there have been workouts on VHS and CDs and, you know, DVDs, all that stuff prior to that but martial arts, come on. And I thought, well, it's, it's a fitness kickboxing. It's not the same. Well, then they started doing martial arts stuff. People having their DVDs and learn at home. I mean, that's been on for 20 years, online courses. I mean, I see online jujitsu courses, which, you know, jujitsu that's like a 10 year deal. Right. To get a black belt. That's not like your most Taekwondo karate three, four years or five years. You know, there's jujitsu courses online. Um, I do Krav Maga as well. And I've seen Krav Maga courses online. You know, you study and you get your belts and you. who would have thought, you know, I, in my opinion, is like, can't do it online. You shouldn't do it. On-. And I still kind of, I don't like that. Now I see it as supplemental. I think there's great online courses out there. I belong to the Hickson Academy. I think I love his stuff on there. He's got great videos. Would I say that's just going to be my only source? I'm just going to watch it. And me and a buddy of mine are going to be in our, our, in the garage practicing. I don't think that's the best way to learn it. Just being my background in martial arts, I think you you should always have a person there.
0: You should always find a guy that trains with him, like, you know, every couple of weeks and train with that guy (laughs) like you're doing right now. Right. And, but
1: you know, we as martial artists, I think, think that way. It's like, it's not the same, but well, here's another example, the Gracie university.
0: Yeah. No, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about that, they are kind of the first people to get a bad, um, reputation or whatever people were talking a a lot of smack about i mean i want to say even hickson came on a video and they were like uncle hickson said we can't give blue belts online anymore it's like if i'm not mistaken that is a real thing that happened but
1: yeah and so they got that combatives belt right that that half white half blue thing but how many subscribers do they have to that
0: oh man yeah. It's well, real there's, Gracie, there's Gracie Jims in our state, like a few of them. They're, we'll all, Madison, over and the,
1: they're oh. all over the place. And, you know, I remember looking up online, you can see, uh, you know, members and you click on the, the members uh, uh, page on there and you can start looking by alphabetical order and it just goes on forever. Now, I don't know how many are still maybe members or if they are, but not a fan of learning online but you know they they did it and they were one of the first ones that did it well they had all the different camera angles you know prior to that it was always just like your cell phone just right there bad lighting one angle shot you know you can't hear the guy because he's like doesn't have a mic on him but people are getting real professional with it and I'm still not really excited about online training as far as like for rank or whatever um for supplemental training sure I think it's the same as like what I grew up with was books. I use books to supplement my martial arts training. I get Bill Wallace books or whoever and just study them. Then it was VHS then it was CD. So if I think back, well, why did I buy books? Why did I buy VHS when that came out? Why did I buy, you know, DVDs was for supplemental. And I get that, but there is still a lot of people. It's a thing, right? Online courses, online training, that's why at the beginning when you asked me that question, I don't think I'm really excited about that, but getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I don't know, I like what we just talked about, you know, having Zoom classes and in, in uh, studio classes, then we had outdoor classes to kind of help those people. What's gonna maybe, how do we bridge maybe that gap? Um, is there, and I like think people model. do they have some kind of model where they do an online course like the Gracie's do. You can only get up to that that half blue, half white belt but then after that, yeah, I think you have to. I don't think you learn online. Maybe I'm mistaken, but I think after that, you have to actually go to a facility. But maybe that's what gets people more comfortable. Maybe you know, people are afraid to step into a dojo. You know, um, people are afraid to come in and talk. They'll sign up online.
0: I know there are some weird um, hurdles you have to, you know, get people <laughs> to jump over sometimes yeah. Uh, yeah. Misperce- uh, misconceptions or disperceptions that they have and i you know i think about that stuff a lot and i talk with people about that a lot like uh the first seminar i ever did we were doing all throws and i was just like oh i know these like it was throws i've seen these on tv like yeah, <laughs> right, what yeah. We're doing. but i had no idea what we were doing you know but you i had an idea of it And, um, I think that people have, um, different ideas about martial arts and the, you know, are obstacles that prevent them from walking in the door for sure. And I think that the, the real, uh, trick, if for lack of a better term on marketing is getting them over those obstacles, through those obstacles, over those hurdles of like, okay, well, it's actually like, look at, look, we're just normal people in here having fun. Like, look at this picture. What about this video? Right and um no i think that's um that's that's kind of uh, always sort of a, a spin on on anything we're doing is just trying to hey this is a community just like any other community you know like real welcoming not the stereotypical thing you're thinking here trying to overcome that any way we can you know yeah. so um yeah. but
1: yeah yeah it's it's interesting to think what it's gonna be like in twenty years. I mean. I like going to the studio. Um, it's like you said, it's a community. I like, you know, seeing other people, the, your students, right? Or if you're a student going there, being part of that community is, is huge. And I think all businesses should, should treat their businesses that way. I think it was a, as a community, not your members as a number, right? So uh, you're a community of people and they should feel, you know, the love there and, and and the excitement. And I don't think you can replace that with any kind of online training. Again, there's, am I the yellow page guy or am I the website guy, you know, like we talked about? I, there is gonna be people out there who, I know a guy who who kept his Zoom classes and he's he's teaching Zoom privates and he, he's booked all the time. He's got people all over uh, the United States that he does private lessons with and now it's a striking system, but still it's just not the same as hit my focus mitts instead of just punching in the air You know and but the technology is going to get better and better i guess right because you you think about it what we have prior to zoom we we didn't have remember the old i am maybe even seen this there was like dvds you know actually i think bill wallace had one on vhs fight bill wallace where he's just basically shadow fighting the camera and you're supposed to watch put pop in the vhs and and move around with him okay you're not really it's not interactive you're watching a recording And then Zoom came out, we're actually recording. We did that. We would spar with the kids in the classes. Like, hey, guys, that's the last five minutes of sparring. And everybody's sparring me, right? And I'm just going, you know, slow it down, but I'll go, wow. And I'll see kids, they'll move their head to the side. So that's interactive. Now, the people with the slow bandwidth, of course, it wasn't, you know, they were were super late or whatever, but technology is getting better. What's that going to look like, you know, with, I think people are trying. um, Mirror what was that what that uh, apparatus right mirror people bought that um what was the other one um didn't track come out with something
0: oh um i don't know you know there's peloton
1: peloton they, they oh, did a peloton. thing kind of like a mirror type of thing you know and i've heard good things and bad things i was like ah it kind of sucks something like oh, it's good but it's going that way look at ai you know, there's that's a big controversy. So I'll be like, uh, that's it, you know, is it scary? It can be. I don't know which direction it's gonna go. It could, you know, anything used the wrong way is gonna be scary, but it's also to me, it's interesting too. Um, the, the things that it can do. I don't know. I mean, some things that I don't like, I think it takes a lot of creativity out of uh, people, you know, um, just using that, but it's gonna be hard to stop some of that stuff. So yeah are we gonna get left behind i don't know it's gonna be interesting what the next generation of martial artists i mean 20 years from now when you're in my position you're 56 i'll be 76 so i'll be i'll be like in bill's shoe going ah, i'm done with that <laughs> you know so you'll be you'll be the one going man do we adapt or not what do we do
0: so well and i think that that is just like a question in this in the entrepreneurial spirit that you, we probably always asked ourselves you know um that's been a staple like ever since i decided to do this is a is a business i just started thinking about it in that way and i don't think everybody does but like is this you know like constant improvement How we got you know it's wear and tear on the inside of the building we got to be fixing that all the time maybe we'll paint this wall over here and redo this room now let's do redo that over there this year and re- new sign you know these things that I you know i think that they Make a difference, uh, and there there's small little things, but overall, like uh, what you're saying, when you know you're doing a, a technical seminar and a business seminar, and then you're 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 putting those things to use, you're uh, applying them. You are always fixing your building. You are always recruiting new instructors and finding ways to reach new members. So, absolutely.
1: yeah, absolutely, constantly doing that. Yeah, just. Me brought up something in my mind when you said that here's here's a tip i always give people it's, it's a it's a, a easy one that i'm going to do when you have new gears let's say punching bags when it's new it's it's exciting at the studio right Get all new bags man. we got a dozen bags or 20 bags and it look great sell them every once in a while maybe it's once a year once every two years before they're totally worn out let's say it's those wave masters About a year into it, if you're using them like a lot of kickboxing classes, you know, before they're hanging like this, right? So, they're they're still got some life in them. They look pretty good. Sell them at whatever half price or whatever, you you know, which is usually the wholesale price you get them. So, if they sell for like $400, you probably get them for like $200. Tell the students, they say, hey, these are $400 bags. I'm I'm selling all 12 bags for $200 a piece. You take that money, buy new ones, so you always have new-looking gear. We do that all the time. All my focus mitts, my kicking targets, paddles—they're—they're they're sold to our students. You know, they're not going to buy them anyways. Like, well, I have people say, "Well, well, I'd rather sell them at four hundred dollars or or buy brand new focus mitts." How many are you selling right now to students? They're not. They're using years. They're coming to the gym to use years. That's why they pay you a membership. But they'll buy a used one at 50%, 60 off, 65% off, and then just take that money and buy new gear and your studio looks brand new all the time. All you gotta just add some paint every now and once in a while and your place looks great. I mean, you just said it right. You're always keeping your place looking good. I mean, I that's a pet peeve of mine. When I walk in there and I see bags with duct tape around them and focus mitts that are just, they got rips all over them. am like, dude, come on. I mean, yeah, you're a hardcore martial artist and you don't care i don't care either i'll go in there and train i'll have i get it but that mom of that seven year old who trains that orange theory or something else who's used to seeing class Mm -hmm. right a class classy place they're expecting that too for their little johnny that they're bringing there you know
0: yeah now when when like we're doing a big interior this uh, that spin room i mentioned but cubbies for our mats uh for entrances and exits delineated on the mats because like right in a pony wall and then a new counter uh and just some things and like when we're b- building it back it's going to be this more sleek modern design and look and feel and vibe like w- so some of these um places that we we're talking about like an orange theory or a rock box You know um, like that's that thing with this spin room it's going to have like led lights on the floor and instructor bikes on a platform and but you know and with the ai stuff it's like you know er, i was uh hearing on a podcast recently that uber and, and and look this up like there's been years they lost billions of dollars billions with a b and it's because they're putting all of their uh eggs in the basket of uh when they don't have to pay the drivers right automation so um you know it, it's interesting that um you know i wonder if uh, like where we're headed on the ai front like i've used it a little bit to like enhance creativity like okay hey i'm putting this text together let's ask the chat gpt some questions see what they say look back and forth and it's just like you know different word choices or things that you know it's just like i could copy paste that and you're not getting any of those exact sentences on any google search
1: right right no yeah i've used it too and it's like fantastic you go this is way better than what i can think of but at the same time when i think in the long run it's like if i just use this all the time it's like now i'm not using my brain it's kind of like our muscles right it's like well i don't have to get in shape if i could just take this pill keep me you know underweight or, or at a good weight well I don't know if that's the answer. We should be moving, right? And we should be thinking and, and exercising our brain. But yeah, it's it's tempting. I get it. I When I used it too, I was like, holy crap, this is way better than what I could have ever. I just said like, give me a little couple sentences about maybe like a, a post I was going to put about kids' martial arts and uh, benefits. Uh, and I you pick a word like uh, benefits of confidence in martial arts for kids. And it came out with this little blurb that was, wow, this is fantastic. I mean, it's way more creative than what I could have came up with. And, and I and I'll, I'll tell you the truth I used it <laughs> I did I use it but it got me thinking after I posted that I was like man you know I talk about like what we're talking about right now are you reading are you studying business are you studying you know expanding your mind you know read some books and do things you know or listen to some uh books you know as opposed to just mindless reels and and laughing all the time at some stupid reels right it's just are we educating our mind or not? And I think that's a real problem nowadays with, with the younger generation, right? It's just, they're, they're constantly on their cell phone and most of the time they're not looking at anything of what I call educational, right? It's just, it's just all the the reels and what's, what's funny and what's going on. Um, and, and we're starting to see, you know, the benefits, which are not good benefits, you know, so I guess you can't call it a benefit, but, um, Repercussions of what's happening with a lot of the younger generation, with spending so much, you know, time on their phones and online, it's uh, it's taking away that creativity, the, the ability, problem solving.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm interested to see how some of the automation works. You know, mm-hmm. like what we're saying with that acuity scheduling with Natsky is like it would have taken like five messages back and forth out of it between you and I and like you uh, here are my times pick one okay that's the one we're doing you know but I wonder if on the automation so like I spend a lot of time scheduling social media posts right Mm -hmm. Uh, various stories posts pictures reels videos downloading uh, videos from YouTube and putting them over here on this other platform and back and forth we go but yeah. I, I can kind of see maybe a future benefit. It might be if how the how the automation is going to work on that is like, what if I dumped all of my morning motivation fitness memes that posted a time that everybody says doesn't work but works great for us? I post memes at five ten in the morning every day and they get a lot of traction they get shares comments likes reach is there and if you looked at all of the suggestions adobe like i look i go read blog posts on like suggested posting times for a post for a reel for a video for facebook youtube instagram and nobody says to post at 5 10 in the morning but it works for us on that you know so but what if you know i got like 300 of these memes in a folder on my phone that I just collect and just dump them in there and then it schedules some and delete them. And then, but what if that was, what if I just put them all on the cloud and then chat GPT automated that and scheduled them all for me. And you didn't have to do that anymore. You know, like literally like I, I, I use the cloud for almost everything. Like we've got some new programs we're starting and I, I just have a, a document in there that has like all of our uh, text we're going to use for the posts. Like, mm-hmm basically sample posts for for each each you know like how we're going to do several different posts for this platform that platform they just kind of have it all delineated out well it's like well if you set that up and there's automation on this ai i think that's what it will be applied for Mm -hmm. at least i hope you know because i don't like this post (laughs) yeah 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 it's it's interesting
1: is it and you know i i when you say it like that with the automations and do that, I think that's a great thing. I know. Um the first thing that came to my mind, I was like, Well, I don't know if that's we really should do that. You know, the automation. Now you're not you're not doing the work, but yet I use automations for my emails. Uh, someone signs up for the superfoot system, they get an automatic email reply. Someone signs up at maximum Martial Arts, my studio, they get this email reply. And then the very next day they get another email to join our Facebook group page. The next day they, you know, hey, if you download our app. So yeah, I got automation. So for me to think, oh, I don't know if we should do that. Kind of hypocritical, right? So yeah, you know, maybe it's just my age being fifty six. Oh
0: well, no, I think <laughs> I'm it's, still at Facebook, right? You I know, dude. So, there's um. Well, there's definitely some weird. We're not having any of these conversations, but there's like what I was saying earlier. It's like which one of the eight do I choose? There's definitely right? some weird conversations right? like that with AI, and I yeah. and I think that's a part and not the whole i think that uh, like lex friedman talks about this a lot and he works in ai but it's like you know the capability to do it's almost like a human being we have capability to bring about great things you know achieve goodness in the world and um yeah the, the ai can definitely be used for that and it could be used for like you know enhancing cyber warfare or uh things of that nature and and it you know really probably already is being used that way well like our government's probably been using it that way since before we knew about it right. yeah, yeah. So, anyway scary thought <laughs> yeah uh you know too so like i i don't know i haven't looked at with online but th- i was talking with somebody about this the other day and it's interesting like on a lot of podcasts on spotify and other platforms too if you scroll down there like they have 300 episodes or like in the case of a Joe Rogan has like 2,000 episodes or something each one is flagged if we talked about the pandemic in it Mm -hmm. right like hey go here if you want to know the truth that's a weird um sort of a weird thing too that is um like you know that's got to be algorithmic uh, automation of AI in in this like hey, we scanned that and we heard y'all say these two or three things more than this many times, like there's some markers there. And then, because it's not a, I don't think it's a human being that is going through and marking all these podcasts. But yeah, that's a sort of, um, the sort of weird side conversations about all this. It
1: is, it is, isn't it? Yeah, Um, yeah, we've all noticed that. I don't think a real person's doing it. I mean, there's so much stuff going out, uploaded all the time. I mean, every minute of the day uh it's just who how can you stay on top of that so yeah ai has to be doing a lot of that
0: well and I think too um I think doing live is kind of um where I've seen like if I do a live um well no because sometimes the it flags the music on the lives now uh-huh. there was a period of time where on the lives if I did something live it would you it wouldn't like the algorithm didn't catch th- that it was going on now like I posted like live music uh, and it's got flagged or like our yoga class so she's streaming music in the background sometimes it'll flag but that's uh yeah and that's a live stream so after it like the next day after it's already on there so it's like but during the upload before it ever videos ever even go out there like hey you're never making money on this guy just want to tell you right now and if you think we're wrong and we're not we're definitely going to get you yeah. that's kind of like the the email you get from youtube it's like <laughs> hey we're with these other people and decide to make money off your video here so this is the way it's going to be yeah yeah <laughs> anyway man well uh jim it's been awesome um talking yeah. with you man i was really wanting to um to chat with you again had a great time talking with you before and um small world on you know the Chris Burns connection, and yeah. uh, you get to yeah. train with him—so uh, awesome! Um, but uh, man, hopefully, I mean, I guess I'm going to see you at the Super Camp in June. Uh, no, I imagine. Yes, I'll be there. Excellent, man! I- I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've got another student testing for a second degree, and then a student testing for a first degree.
1: Great! So That's I will have a, well, we, we appreciate you being on our team.
0: Uh, well, hey, it's, uh, thank you was, so much for having me well it's it, it's awesome man and i will say just like uh one last thing about the Superfoot system stuff um th- you know like with what i do with my business for my students is almost like what i see you guys doing with the system like i i feel this weird because it's just like how am I, i'm like oh i would want this stuff that i'm giving my students i would want ebooks and i would want videos and i would want an app and i would want this and and it's like you guys are doing all of that right even the like when it's just the the videos on the my studio it's still it's like hey here's some stuff to do in your class yep. and you know i watch those videos and i'm like oh man i'm stealing that And yeah. and it's you know it's it's like the it's a different method to do the stuff in the curriculum or whatever like um particularly i still like terry a lot of terry dow's videos i've taken you know and that's a resource and just having the the something as simple as a pdf outline uh, in an excel sheet of curriculums and things of that nature pdf downloads and you can sign up for testings over here that is having that turnkey and i'm excited about what i'm seeing y'all do on this next evolution of it um but man people want to be a part of something like that you know mm-hmm. like i feel like I, it's just a school owner some sort of an expectation to offer that stuff to my students because this whole time this climate we're, we've been talking about that we're in it's like i gotta meet them somewhere halfway on like me not just teaching the thing in class like it you yeah. know and and it's um it's an interesting um thing to figure out but what i'm seeing you guys doing i'm excited about it i'm excited about new videos and stuff i saw you filming um i guess y'all were doing that with like the nine round people i'll make one last one last joke i'm still i still have post-traumatic stress from seeing shannon beat steve snyder's ass so hard at the, at the June camp, man, I was just like, Whoa, what's going on over there? Oh, my, like the the meme looking sideways. I was just like, don't look at it, but man, they were (laughs) down. Uh, I remember everybody making a big deal about it, but it was.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, but yeah, yeah. Shannon and his brother, Kevin both, I mean, they were world champion kickboxers as well, so they're not just business guys. They, yeah, they, they're the real deal.
0: Well, and Um, Steve, yeah, Steve too, man. He's um, he's a great, yeah, he's a good, yeah, he's a great martial artist. So yeah, that was,
1: that was a fun uh, match to watch.
0: (laughs) My camp over there, yeah, but But uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I did. Thank you for the kind words of Superwood System. I mean, I just love what I do. And, you know, I know uh, when we started this uh, episode, you were talking about, you know, that's Jim Ginter. You know, Bill Wallace always likes to say, you know, hey, call call Jim, call Jim. And that's just because I think I, you know, I do the Superfoot Dojo, which is w- his weekly Zoom class with him every week. But um, you know, he, he, we mentioned Chris Snatsky on this uh, episode here. He he's a big part of the team. Terry Dow, another, and of course Paul Acklin out of uh, uh, uh Florida. So those uh, three guys and myself um, we're, we're the team that uh, is doing all those videos and and. The promotions for Superfoot system along with Bill of course but uh yeah um I, it's it's not just me of course but uh yeah those those guys are fantastic and I, I love that team and, and I, we love what we do we we love servicing our, our, our people at the superfoot system and uh we're we just get excited hearing people like you say you know how excited you are for it and and the drills and stuff because that's what it's about you know to keep everybody excited about it and using it like you said is, is the stuff that you can take not just for you but man i could use this in my classes it's got where we design it that way kind of a plug and play type of thing give it to your instructors too so like man i can't teach a class but you send it to your instructor to say watch this you know it's a five minute video and terry dow maybe is on there demonstrating three four drills i mean that's 20 30 minutes of your class done for you mm-hmm.
0: no it's a great resource and I think in the the world where like uh, that's not the norm like uh, i you know looked at a lot of organizations you have to get like a like a gracie baja has that or like a gracie academy but it's like that's a you know we're talking it's resources you know and that makes all the difference because a lot of times you're a part of association and you pay and you're a member and you can get some rank or whatever, but there's no, ta- there's no resource to give to your instructors. There's no resource for you to consume. It, it, and it's just makes things a little harder. You know, you gotta travel to every time or, or whatever, but it, it does make a difference, man. I, 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 uh, appreciate them. And, and again, it's kind of exceeds the norm of expectation. So, uh, awesome. yeah, well, thanks All again right. for having me. I had a great time. Yeah. Likewise. I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, It's been great uh, talking with you and we'll, we'll catch up soon. Perfect. All right, man. Have a good one. You too.